convergence. The first thing that came to mind this morning as I'm beginning this podcast series was the convergence of two bodies of water, a river, the Eel River, and a stream on a retreat property up in the Mendocino County area. Several summers ago, I spent six weeks there on personal retreat, staying in a family-size tent, and it was glorious. I took off all the restrictions in my practice that I had been under for some time and just let it be. I could wake up when I was ready to wake up, which was usually quite early because when you're out in nature, you become much more attuned to the natural rhythm of things. But it was in a valley, so the sun did come up not so early. And I could eat when I was hungry, make my own food, and when I had a migraine, I didn't have to worry about being anywhere or interacting with anybody, and I could just let things take their course. So. If I was awake in the middle of the night, then I could just be awake in the middle of the night and I could sleep in the day. And I was reminded of the line from the Bhagavad Gita, what is night is day, and what is day is night for the awakened yogi. During that time, it was uh, eclipse season in the summertime in California, and there was a almost full uh, solar eclipse. The solar eclipse could be seen fully actually just north of there in uh, Oregon. And everybody else on the property decided to leave um, to go to better viewing places. And one other woman, a good friend of mine, and I decided to stay on the property. So we were the only people on the property. And the wisdom of the texts or the awakened ones is is that in both the Buddhist and the Hindu practices, is that uh, you don't actually go out and expose yourself to uh, a solar eclipse, that that's not um, recommended. I don't think it's that there's evil, although I'm sure, you know, thousands of years ago, I can't imagine the middle of the day, the sun suddenly darkens. Uh, it's quite ominous. I'm sure there, uh, people felt, in, felt that there was some, something evil about that. So I'm not sure, but sometimes you just have to take people's word on these things, people who you trust. So we stayed and um, did a practice, uh, a liturgy that was recommended for that day together. 
my friend and I in the shrine room. And then, um, but then I felt, I felt inclined to go outside and I was drawn to what the area that is called the convergence on the property, the convergence of the Eel River, which is this brilliant emerald green and this stream. And I was drawn to this area of convergence. And I had been told also that this is where the protectors of the land and spirits of the land liked to congregate. But I wasn't going there because I had been told that. I just really felt drawn there. And I sat there for some time while the sun darkened. And then I felt called to get into the river. So I started by rolling my pants up, but it became clear that uh, guides and spirits wanted me to fully immerse myself in the water. And so I took off all of my clothes. I also had a drum with me. Um, so I was carrying this drum and my clothes because I was asked to walk upstream up the, up the stream um, to where there is a pool with a small waterfall. A pool in which I'll get to another story later. So I walked naked up the rib, up the stream bed with my clothes and the drum until I got to this small pool. It was not an easy task and especially not an easy task not to get any of those things wet. When I got to the pool, I put my clothing and the drum down and it was like a baptismal, really. I dunked myself in the pool in the waterfall. Two summers before that, the first summer I was at this property, I was there to meet Chukmini Marimpache. It's his land, his sangha, that runs the retreat land and center. And one of during one of the afternoons it was hot and I wanted to go in the water and cool off, but also just wanted some private contemplation time. I was also staying in a tent because that's part of the charm of this retreat center. And I took my clothes off and was in my bathing suit and there was a small bench, just one bench. It was kind of put in a tree there. And I laid down on the bench and in my bathing suit and closed my eyes and fell asleep. 
probably 20 minutes, not a long time. Then I woke and I heard something, somebody coming down the path to this pool. And I sat up and Chokin Demir Rinpoche was walking down the path, accompanied by um, several attendants, all men, and they had a parasol over his head. So it was quite, it was a quite a procession was coming down. And of course, um, he's, he's, a, he's a monk, and uh, so I wanted to be respectful, so I started to um, cover myself up and get off the bench so he could come and sit on the bench, and he came and sat right next to me. He said, no, 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 you, you were here first, you stay. Um, he asked me what the tattoo on my back said, and I told him, Shredda, faith. And he said, oh no, that's not the word for faith in Sanskrit. So I don't know what that means. So, because it is the word for faith in Sanskrit, but maybe there's another one that I don't know of. Apparently there is. So he started taking his robes off and stripping down to a pair of like biking shorts. And uh, it was clear that he wanted to go in the water. And he wanted to go into the water for some sort of ceremonial purpose. Actually, he wanted to go in the waterfall. He wanted to put his head under the water, the small waterfall. But he doesn't know how to swim. And um, so he had some trepidation. And so he said, does anybody here know how deep the water is? And look around and I'm the only one in a bathing suit. All the other people with him are fully dressed. And so naturally I said, well, I will get in and show you. So I jump in and he comes over to the edge and says to me, oh, you, he's just, you know, oh, I see it comes up. To, I said, my feet are on the ground. I said, how tall are you? He looked at me strangely. I was trying to gauge um, where the water would be on him when he got in. He decided it was going to be safe. And so I stayed in the water and, and his attendant asked me, oh, can you help me then? So his attendant, a, um, a man who um, lives in the Bay Area and is his attendant and driver when he's in California. So he also took, took his clothes off and came in the water and the two of us shepherded, um, shepherded the Rinpoche uh, across the small pond and over to the waterfall and climbed up the rocks and helped hold him so that he could put his um, head under the water and while he was there he took his head out of the water and looked at me and said who are you and I said well my name is Cynthia Bates and he said what do you do and I said oh I'm a yoga teacher and he said to his attendant oh you've been looking for a yoga teacher and then again he asked me who are you how did you come here 
and I told him the name of my friend uh, who had brought me to this lineage of Dharma. So then we helped him get back across the pond and come out and um, I suppose we got dressed and dried off again and then he went on his way. I don't really remember after that because it was quite a quite an experience being the first time that I met this teacher. So convergence convergence doesn't always mean you know the reason why things come together or maybe you'll never understand conceptually what the convergence means there was convergence that happened in this river and stream for me and this teacher and perhaps other spirits and guides. And the people who were there and part of that experience are also important and dear. Sometimes things flow together and converge and then they emerge and flow in another direction. And the connection that was made through that convergence remains but the connections may well absolutely will shift and change so I'm starting this podcast on convergence will which will include stories musings from me and also conversations with others and I have no agenda besides I suppose teasing out interesting stories on convergence and creating convergences see what emerges the yoga forecast part of the title and podcast goes back to a uh, group that I started several years ago quite quite some years ago called the daily yoga forecast where I posted a daily yoga forecast of um, the energies of the day and asana practices 
to go with it. And I suppose this next iteration of the yoga forecast is about empowering all of us to tap into that intuitive wisdom that allows us to make good choices and to be so the forecast section is about making good choices and that is how we help to forecast the future but the convergence part is about being open to convergence to synchronicity to symbols to signs in our life so we're not trying to control convergence but we are creating good conditions for convergence to occur so I hope that you will join me on this journey of convergence and the next iteration of the daily yoga forecast.